0: The strong sell off in bond markets is dominating attention around the world at the moment, but it may be ending, and India's government bonds have been welcomed into a key index. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, Maddie Dunk has a closer look at which states in Australia are doing better than
1: others. Compared to the rest of the country, house prices in South Australia are actually higher than their peak during the COVID pandemic, and that's the only place in the country we're seeing that.
0: But first in 5 and 5 with ANZ, number one, the big sell-off in global bond markets last week was the dominant factor in markets, but it may be nearing its end.
2: Here's ANZ's Group Chief Economist, Richard Yetzinger. It's been such a global influence. It's impacted currencies, obviously, very substantially. It's impacted asset allocation quite substantially. But now there's less than two rate cuts priced for the Fed for next year. We, we expect something a bit more than that over the back half of the year. And also the curve is, is, uh, is much steeper than it used to be and much less inverted than it used to be. I think we're close to the point where the sentiment in the US bond market will start to turn. And over some period of time, that will also have implications for exchange rates. The US dollar obviously has had a very, very strong run against the renminbi, Aussie, almost anything uh, you can mention, driven at least partly by this US Treasury market sell-off. Number two, there are fresh signs
0: Asia's economy is turning upwards. Here's Richard again.
2: In our view, there's enough signs of life there to make us a bit more confident that policy action has got traction in China. And it's not just that, the leading indicators of the trade cycle for quite a few months now have been suggesting things would base and start to pick up. That's really important for the Asian region as a whole. In fact, we do have a, an indicator for regional trade based off the stock prices of the luxury good companies, the Louis Vuittons of the world and so forth. They've been performing very strongly on equity markets. They're also consistent with the region looking a, a little stronger. Number
0: three, ANZ has changed its call for Thai interest rates. It now sees a hike, more likely on Wednesday, from 2.25% to 2.5%. ANZ's Head of Asia Research, Kungo, sees the Bank of Thailand wanting to preemptively tighten monetary policy after the introduction of a new government. The Bank of Thailand governor has lately talked about concerns about fiscal stability, after the new government said it planned to roll out various populist measures. And the governor was looking ahead at higher inflation because of rising energy prices and extreme weather. Number four. There was good news over the weekend for India. Its government bonds were bought into a key index that global fund managers track closely.
2: Here's Richard. On Friday, JP Morgan announced that they would introduce India into its main emerging market uh, bond indices. India's been a candidate for inclusion for quite some time, but JP Morgan has probably had to do a bit of the heavy lifting there. The the government in India hasn't been particularly focused on prioritizing that and delivering the reforms that JP Morgan might have normally um, looked for. Nearly $300 billion track that index as best as we can work out. India's weight progressively will increase from 1% to, uh, to 10%, that's somewhere between 20 and $30 billion of inflow. That's obviously meaningful in its own right. But the signal is obviously also quite important. Number five, the
0: yen will be a focus on currency markets today after the Bank of Japan held its negative interest rate policy on Friday and didn't change its yield curve control program, even though inflation is higher right now than where it wants to be. That triggered an immediate sell-off in the yen, and it rose to over 148 yen to the dollar. ANZ's head of FX research, Marja Benzaman, has pointed out before that 150 yen to the dollar is a key level being watched, just in case the authorities there want to intervene. And they did give some warnings late on Friday. (music) Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. This morning we talk with ANZ Australia economist Maddie Dunk about ANZ's quarterly report on the economic performance of Australia's states. There were some surprising winners and losers.
1: I think the state that stood out the most in our Q2 statometer index would be South Australia. So, we've seen that rate hikes and high inflation are clearly sapping activity across the country, but South Australia has been reasonably resilient. We're seeing that it's the only state or territory in the country that's still operating above its own long-run trend. And Our Statometer Index, it measures how states and territories are performing relative to their own performance. So, the fact that we're seeing South Australia is still operating above trend means that while things are definitely slowing, they're a little more resilient in South Australia. Why do you think that is? Look, I think one of the reasons that we have seen that resilience in South Australia is due to very strong consumption. We're seeing that people are spending a bit more than they are in other parts of the country. If you look at private consumption in the Q2 national accounts, we saw that was quite a bit stronger in South Australia relative to other parts of the country coming in at 0.6% for the quarter compared to 0.1% growth nationally and similarly retail volume. Just
0: looking at the housing prices um, chart for South Australia, in particular comparing Adelaide with the other national capital cities, it's quite remarkable how uh, Adelaide's house prices appeared to rise further and then fall less and uh, bounce even more in, in the last uh, few months. Do you think that might be a factor?
1: We have seen house prices in South Australia be really quite strong. We're seeing that compared to the rest of the country, house prices in South Australia are actually higher than their peak during the COVID pandemic and that's the only place in the country we're seeing that. So, there is still appetite in the South Australian housing market at the moment and we can see that house prices have grown more than 4% in 2023 and as I said, prices are 2% higher than that September 2022 peak. So, it's been quite interesting seeing that housing story play out in Adelaide.
0: And how about the the big three if you like New South Wales Victoria and Queensland how are they going in the last few months
1: one of the broad themes that we're seeing in this stateometer index is that momentum is definitely slowing across the country and we've seen that New South Wales Queensland and Victoria all experienced a slowdown in economic activity but unlike South Australia they also fell below their long-run trends. So, they are doing a little worse than the norm and that reflects the fact that things are quite challenging at the moment. We've we've seen the RBA's hiked rates 400 basis points and that's flowed through to housing activity. While house prices have been rising recently, things like lending and approvals are still quite weak and that hurts places like New South Wales in particular.
0: And Victoria has quite a low rental vacancy rate. That's the chart that jumps out in uh, this quarter's report uh, showing that uh, during COVID, um, the rental vacancy rate rose quite sharply in Melbourne, but has come right back down again. And uh, what's going on there?
1: Yes, you're right. So we've seen that. Very low rental vacancy rates has been a story that's occurring across the country. But as you point out, the rental vacancy rate in Victoria is very, very low at the moment, and in particular in Melbourne. And we saw that it did rise quite sharply during the pandemic, but it is now very low. We've got a lot of people entering the country and coming to places like New South Wales and Victoria, and that's putting a lot of pressure on demand for rental properties. ANZ's Maddie Dunk there. I'm Bernard
0: Hickey. That was five and five with ANZ for Monday, September the twenty-fifth. Catch you tomorrow with a closer look at that inclusion of India in J.P. Morgan's bond index. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.